welcome to Assistant Coaching. We are your assistant coaches. Eric the Bookie Ellis, Storm Diesel Dodd, Scott, even Money Bets. Hello, fellas. You know, we're just going to jump right into it today. Uh, two more episodes were released of the last dance. So uh, let's get into that. How'd you guys feel about these last two? Oh, I loved them. Just seeing the thing about the Pistons and uh, Michael's rivalry with with them and uh, and also Dennis Rodman. Couldn't really think of a more fascinating character uh, to center an episode around than Dennis Rodman. And I thought that was that was really interesting, especially the part about his little sabbatical to Vegas there with Carmen Electra, Michael knocking on his door um, <laughs> two in the morning or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's last dance has definitely lived up to the hype so far. Yeah, that was, I don't know how you can go up after uh, talking about Dennis Rodman and you know, just being that he was a part of the bad boys and the bulls with Michael Jordan. I can't believe they didn't save that towards the end. It was some good stuff. He's definitely an interesting guy. I wish that we got to watch him a little more. It seems like that was an awesome era of basketball. <laughs> That's the truth. It's like he was on, like, he quoted saying, like, when he was on the Pistons, he's like, I was, like, trying to hurt Jordan. I wanted to hurt him. <laughs> he's, it's insane. He's trying to, like, end his career, basically. It seemed, it seemed like every piston kind of wanted to end everyone's career based, mm-hmm. on, based on what the, the documentary showed us. And it's crazy Jordan and Isaiah still hate each other. Well, Jordan hates Isaiah. I thought that too. I think if they saw each other to this day that they wouldn't, you know, I doubt they'd have any, you know, nice greetings between them. It seems like they're still uh, rivals. Makes me like Isaiah Thomas even more though. He's just a, nasty competitor you know they they didn't care who michael jordan was they just wanted to win they wanted to, i kind of thought the same they wanted to beat him down as bad as anyone the jordan rules <laughs> i just think it's crazy to look at like rivalries back then compared to now like you wouldn't you would never see any of that type of physicality in in rivalries that you saw back then compared to what you see today because, like, I, I just feel like players just don't have that burning hatred for each other that they did then. You know, you see, you see LeBron and LeBron and uh, Kevin Durant hugging after a game, or LeBron, whoever. You know, you know that is no... that is who I was going to bring up: LeBron James hugging and kissing his buddies after the game. <laughs> you know, right. who care? You know, you won, we won. Who cares? I love you, and I want this to be on Instagram. <laughs> and. Exactly. Another thing, one of the players in the last dance said it. I can't think of who it was. It might have been Michael Jordan. Uh, they said, you know, the referees didn't care who was getting hacked. It was yeah. it was just a free for all. It took right. it took a lot to get a flagrant fr- a foul, even if you were, you know, wailing on Michael Jordan. Well, I don't think anyone gets more love from the officials than LeBron James these days. And he <laughs> and he looks for it and. Yep, it's just complains when he doesn't get it. It's come a long ways in the last twenty years. Yeah, and it's it's like uh, interesting to me about how the the NBA kind of viewed the Pistons as as kind of like the bad guys. They didn't want they didn't want the Pistons to even be a part of 
I guess, like the, the party, so to speak, with the Celtics and the Lakers back then. And the Pistons kind of viewed themselves as, as uh, uninvited guests. And they were, they were there to spoil the party rather than, you know, just, just be another one of the, the guys. So I thought that was unique and, and kind of just consistent with the fabric of the Pistons over the years. Yeah, they were like they were like talking on there, and Michael's like, you know, I'm finally up there with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and I'm sitting here watch it with my girlfriend. I go, and Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's allowed to be mentioned. It's all right. Oh yeah. Another crazy thing was like Dennis Rodman. He went on that big binger there, and Jordan goes and gets him up, and they say Phil wants to do a drill to get him back in shape. <laughs> So they're slowly jogging, and all of a sudden, Dennis Rodman just bolts. Just yeah, it seemed like his life. He, he like he never never ran out of energy. It didn't right. slow him down. It's just the way he was. I can't even think of a comparative for Dennis Rodman. Just like when he was locked in, there was nobody like him. He changed. He changed um, just the entire way that team played. All right, now for everybody's favorite, we got some. More NFL talk, some more NFL news. We got uh, Jameis Winston. He signs a one-year deal with the Saints. How do you guys feel about that? I I think that's an odd move. I think it would be natural to say that they're looking for someone to step into Breeze's position. Uh, that's what I was thinking. You kind of think that Taysom Hill would be the guy to step in behind Breeze. Uh, so for them to go out and get a quarterback at this point in time, I can't, you know, I can't see him doing anything else but riding the bench for uh, the year that he signed. But what what did you guys make of it? I I personally like the move. I uh, I think for Jameis it makes a lot of sense because now you're you know you're learning under Drew Brees and Sean Payton, two of the you know Sean Payton's one of the best offensive minds in football. Drew Brees, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. And, you know, if Breeze, in his old age, if he gets hurt, you have a, a guy who threw for 30 touchdowns uh, last year backing him up. And I just think it's kind of a prove-it deal for Jameis. And, and it, it uh, you know, was just a cheap backup for the Saints. And why not? So I, I like the deal. And I think uh, – Do you think if that day came when, when Breeze got hurt, and someone had to take his place for the rest of the year, that it would be Jameis Winston and not Taysom Hill? Yeah, I do think it will be Jameis. I think Jameis would get first crack at it. If he – at the first sign of trouble, though, I think they would go to Hill. If he's turning the ball over like he did in Tampa every other every other pass, then, yeah, it's going to be Taysom Hill time. But I think they'll go with Jameis just because I think the – the upsides there. I mean, he he's proven he can be a, a you know a, a high can lead a high octane offense in Tampa Bay, and I think he could do the same in New Orleans if he had to. He did get LASIK eye surgery, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> said he can see road signs that he could never see before. So it's game changer. He could be the next great. <laughs> you think that's why Jameis Winston sucks so bad? <laughs> you ever see him when he's playing? He's always <laughs> squinting. Yeah. Uh, I think like I always like I was telling somebody I said I think they're bringing in him to groom because I think Drew Brees might be retiring uh-huh. after this year, so they want at least a decent quarterback sitting behind him, learning the system. Yeah, you know I'm so pretty too. quick. 
I'm pretty quick to rip on uh, anyone who doesn't bring their A game like Jameis Winston, but the truth of it is he's a good athlete, and like Eric said, he throws the ball well. And, you know, if a team is looking for someone to take over the reins, a guy like Jameis Winston has a big head start on, uh, you know, a third-round draft pick or right. you know, something mm-hmm. of that nature. Me and Scotty had nothing but bad things to say this past football season. About <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jameis. Oh, look, another pick. <laughs> oh, Jameis threw a pick. Scott, you saw him live last year. I did see him live, and I tell you what, he's a lot bigger in person. <laughs> I mean, all, all of those guys are, but, yeah, he came into Motown and uh, put a licking on the Detroit Lions last <laughs> December. Yeah, I remember that game. Rashad Perryman had, like, three touchdowns, and Godwin left, like, halfway through. Mike Evans wasn't even playing. I was in, I was in the bottle. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know any of that was going on. <laughs> yeah yeah i like to uh get like a jim beam on the rocks there you go you know that way you're not drinking 40 ounces of beer and you know the first quarter yeah. up and down the stairs <laughs> now did you what did you get the ford field jim beam on the rocks the 20 dollar ones or were you drinking them before the game uh no the ford field ones. Oh, okay well Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> yes to both. I was, you know, I was getting. We were at a bar. It was a great morning. We, you know, got there and about eleven, and found a nice bar not far from the stadium. And there you um, go. You know, that was as much fun as uh, the game was. It's a great way to spend a Sunday for sure. In other news, the Jags are not foregoing on Fournette's fifth year. I know we touched up on this last time, but. It's almost certain that he's not going to be a Jag this year. Where do you guys think he's going to go? Oh, man. I don't know. I haven't really thought this one out. Leonard Fournette, I mean, he's a, he's a good player when he's engaged, but he would make sense in a lot of places if, if they could get the most out of him. I think a team like Kansas City, like imagine that offense with a good Leonard Fournette. And I know they just drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but – but I think, I mean, you, you put him on the Chiefs and, and you get Andy Reid being able to coach, you know, add another weapon to, to that arsenal. It'd be tough to stop for sure. Right. Andy Reid, he's kind of got that Phil Jackson presence. <laughs> he can calm down. He can calm down a great talent and, and make him great. And Leonard Fournette would just be a smash mouth uh, running back in that offense. Right. Could be the ground and pound type guy and Edwards Hilaire could be the pass catching back be a be a match made in heaven if it worked right speaking of the Chiefs I just want to ask you fellas do you think that that offense will be together uh for the next year or two or do you think they're going to split up because of of financial trouble you know can they keep paying that crew as they get better and better I think they got two more years at the most because like you said that you're not going to be able to pay Mahomes $40 million, which is what he's going to get, and then Hill and Kelsey, whatever they demand. You know, Hill will probably be the highest-paid receiver at some point, and Kelsey the highest-paid tight end. So um, I think they have a year or two at most before they have to pay Mahomes, and uh, they got to make another run at it here. Yeah, I saw they – didn't they pick up his uh, fifth-year option for Mahomes? 
They haven't extended him yet. That's yeah. Okay. So he's been in the league. This will be his fourth year, but they're gonna have to pay him probably this year at some point. If he's cool enough, he'll take a pay cut just to get more weapons. <laughs> he's gonna do the Brady hometown <laughs> discount deal. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I think that would go a long ways in winning more championship. A guy like Mahomes uh, could thrive with some weapons around him. If I'd love to um, see it. As long as they let the Chiefs pay pay somebody other than him. Yeah. I'd love to see him and Andy Reid be together for a long, long time with with guys like Hill and, and Kelsey. So I'd love to see that if he did that. In other news, the Bengals release Andy Dalton. Now, and I also heard a rumor they're swirling. The Pats might snag him up. I, what do you guys think? I picture Andy Dalton floating out in space. Yeah, praying that he <laughs> praying that he lands somewhere. The red rifle. He hasn't he hasn't built much of a resume in Cincinnati. <laughs> I think he's going to find himself backing up a a young quarterback on a mediocre team. He's going to be the guy that floats around about. Every team. I could see him. I could see him with two places. I could see him with the Jags, and I could see him with the Patriots, because the Patriots I really don't think are any are putting any stock into this season. They want Trevor Lawrence. I think they're gonna tank this year. So I could see. You know why not bring Andy Dalton in for a couple million to just. You think that the Patriots are gonna tank bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence? I think that could be the plan. They didn't. They didn't draft a quarterback for a reason. So that's just my theory. I mean, they they could sign Andy Dalton just to be kind of the stopgap, the guy who take the the year in between Brady and whoever they get next year, if it's not Trevor Lawrence. But I could also see him with Jacksonville because unless you know, unless they really believe in Gardner Minshew, which I don't, but their management could see it differently. Eric, Eric, I bet you right now. A large three-topping pizza <laughs> that the New England Patriots go at least ten and six. You know, Scott, I'm willing to. I am willing to uh, to take that bet. Yeah, I, the Patriots win ten games for a three-topping pizza. Okay, so so I get I get ten or less. You get ten or more. Ten wins or more. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Write it down. If they win, if they win ten games or better, you got to buy me a pizza. Okay, I'm, I'm, if, I'm down. If they win nine or less, I buy you a pizza. All right, let's let's put it in the books right now, Storm. Okay, write it down. You heard it. You heard it here put it first. On the calendar. <laughs> Storm, in. you want in on this action? We can throw in a breadstick. <laughs> All right, I want in. Where is it from, Scott? Where's your Where's your pizza of choice? The winner picks. Okay, fair enough. Stormy, you have any thoughts? About Andy or the Patriots? About the Patriots winning 10 or more? Uh, They seem to have – they say they have faith in this uh, Jared guy. Jared Stidham? Yep. They say they have faith in him, but I I mean, I think Belichick's a good enough coach. He won games with – Matt Castle. (laughs) I think they're going to – I think they'll win – Ten games, I think they do. 
I don't feel like Belichick can just tank. Yeah, I think something people forget about Tom Brady and the Patriots dynasty is that Belichick always has a sound defense. He does. Brady's Brady's usually got to score 21, maybe 24 points, and they're getting a victory. Yeah, I mean, not only – but you brought up a good point there, Storm, with with their ability to kind of win no matter who's behind or who's under center. Um, Josh McDaniels is a big part of that as well, so we'll see how that plays out. Josh McDaniels, the almost Colt. Yeah, (laughs) the almost Colt. The head coach and grooming for New England. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to move forward here. Let's talk uh, some fantasy football. The season's getting closer and closer. and I assume we're going to have the season. It's looking pretty bright. So let's get into her. Like, what would your first round pick be? You know, like who's high up on your list? So if I like first round pick, if I had the first pick, I would take McCaffrey all day. Yeah, I like that pick, Eric. Uh, Chris McCaffrey, I had uh, I had him last year, and he's solid, especially in a PPR league. Uh-huh. He's he's good for a lot of points. I think yeah, I think he just yeah, like he never didn't get over thirty. I don't think he's an all-purpose yards machine. I mean, receiving, rushing, you name it, he can touchdowns. You he can do it all. He's he's the fantasy owner's dream. I'll tell you what, if I had the second pick behind Eric. Uh, taking Christian McCaffrey, I would be all over uh, Delvin Cook. Same. Mm-hmm. He looked incredible to me last year. He looked like he was in the best shape of his life. He was fast. Uh, he's hard to get on the ground. Yeah. And he's on a strong Vikings team. If he can stay healthy, man, he's going to be a pro bowler for years to come. I mean, and the Vikings improved their offensive line with the draft. I mean, that's only going to help them. I yeah, Dalvin Cook is scary as a Lions fan. So yeah, I'm right there with you, Scott on Cook. Who would you take, Storm, if you had the, if you had free reign? Who would your pick be? I know if I was like if I was first, I'd definitely take McCafferty hands down. But I just I guess like well, I'll piggyback it if I was third behind Scott. You know, it'd be hard not to take Mahomes. Oh, whoa. It'd really be hard not to for me because I did that last year in our draft. I took Mahomes right out the gate. I live by a hard code. You don't take quarterbacks higher than the fifth round. (laughs) (laughs) The hard fantasy code. uh, That is how you wind up with Jameis Winston as your starting quarterback. But uh, I don't like. I guess, like maybe what go wide receiver Michael Thomas. He's a point yeah. machine. I'd probably take him third overall. But yeah, like to get into what uh, Eric said. Like, what's your kind of like draft order? Like, do you take running backs first? Co- do you take quarterback second round? Like, what do you guys like plan out in your head? I normally? think when I started playing fantasy football years ago, I was taught that you take running backs all day, every day, and I still believe that. I think people like to stray away from that because of PPR leagues and because of all-star power like Mahomes and Thomas. But I think if you're in a PPR league, you look for guys like McCaffrey. I think a running back is a staple of your team, and you got to go get a couple of them first and then see what's on the board in the third, fourth, fifth rounds. Yeah, I think – 
it just depends on who's there if we're doing a snake draft. But last year, like, for example, there were no good running backs at the position I was drafting. I didn't, I didn't feel like I had a good value pick. So I went heavy wide receiver. I took Devontae Adams and, and Odell Beckham first off the board. Um, but that's just because I wasn't, I didn't think I was getting a good value on the running backs that were there. So I took those two first, but if I had the choice, if I was, you know, if I had the luxury of, of taking two stud running backs in the, in the first, with my first two picks, I definitely would. And then go wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, then quarterback. I like to fill out those skill positions first. If I have the choice, if like I had, uh, McCaffrey and Nick Chubb with my first two picks I would be really ecstatic with that yeah I was like I was always told too, like you take running backs and but like you know these last couple of years it seems like you want to take the good running backs back up <laughs> the handcuff down the line because you just if I feel like there's just injuries happen all mm-hmm. the time and you just want to make sure you get that backup because normally that backup goes off like one game normally it's so true. And you put them in that one game. Storm, you do have a great sixth sense for those players. I remember the one year you picked up Philip Lindsay right at he was right as he was making his name known. Mm-hmm. So I see what you're saying, but that is it's definitely tough to do. Like this last year, I picked like, you know, you're like Frank Gore, but then I picked up uh Singletary and I had him in over Gore and he, he was like a rookie. A star these last two years i picked up two rookies and they went off <laughs> but yeah you always want that second guy behind him like i think it was uh what's it lanston galloway at the giants i picked him up say <laughs> wayne, wayne was out and he scored 40 points what was it wayne, wayne galloway wayne, langston galloway plays for the pistons wait yeah there you go yeah yeah <laughs> I, that's what i said but uh yeah wayne galloway for the new york giants Saquon gets hurt, and he goes off for, like, 40 points for me. And then he got hurt after that. One year, this was years back, I had the first overall pick in a draft, and I stunned everyone by taking Calvin Johnson. <laughs> you and your love affair with Calvin Johnson. <laughs> and there was, there was no way I was going to pass him up. There's no way I was going to watch him score someone else points. Hey, I'd have done the same thing. Calvin was – a point machine. He was. He played for the for the bad lions and he'd get ten catches and hundred and twenty yards all the time. And it's hard too, you know, like wide receiver wise, there's so many. You never know who's gonna go off at wide receiver unless he's a big, big name. Right. Yeah, I mean, because I didn't I didn't think Michael Thomas would have the year that he had last year. I thought I thought Devontae Adams would be the best uh receiving option last year. But Aaron Rodgers really wasn't didn't really uh, well. He got hurt. I guess Adams got hurt last year. But even when he was healthy, Rodgers wasn't really looking to throw the ball deep as much as he had been in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of a a crapshoot with receivers. What would you guys if if you had the chance to take the first tight end off the board? Would you take Kelsey or Kittle? Hawkinson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't even joke. <laughs> Brandon Pettigrew. <laughs> Brick Wall. Eric Ebron. Oh, I hate that guy. Mm-hmm. I would take Kelsey. I'm not a Kittles fan. Oh, Scott, you're breaking my heart. Yeah, I knew you'd be a Kittles fan. I'm a huge Jordan Kittles fan. 
he he attracts fans like you. <laughs> Ouch. I know I didn't I didn't like Kelsey either up until a couple years ago because he had that goofy love show. It was uh oh what was it called? It was called Catching Kelsey. What? I never knew about this. Yeah, because yeah, I was in the hospital and I watched a lot of episodes of it. It's a reality show? Yeah, it's like a Brett Michaels. Oh my god. Um what was his show called? Rock of Love. Rock of Love. It was like that, but it was called Catching Kelsey. I just thought he was a total douche for doing that, but he's I've done one eighty on him. He's I I root for him and the Chiefs. I like both Kelsey and Kittle, but I like Kittle more. I mean, as a fantasy tight end, not just like their personalities. I think Kittle has the higher upside of those two guys, being that he's like the focal point of that offense. I mean, you could argue that Kelsey's a pretty focal point of the Chiefs, too. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's got he's got Hilda They both they <laughs> both get points. But Kittle does a lot. He can block pretty well, and I don't know who I'd go with. Gun to your head, Storm. You got to make it. Kittle, scene. you're good for probably like an 80 yard run for a touchdown. Kelsey, probably a few touchdowns. Uh, I'd have to go with Kelsey. I've always favored Kelsey more. Not in a bad way. I just always would be my first choice. Fair enough. Two studs. What about kickers? <laughs> Jason Hans, <laughs> Will Lutz. <laughs> Will Lutz. Harrison Butker. Yeah, no kidding. Go. I'd take uh, Cody Parkey if I had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Bears kicker you can get your hands on. That's right. So I got a little info today. Scotty's got a little surprise for us today. Let's take it away, Scotty. Well, you know, the world of sports is still awfully quiet, so I figured why not uh, get another list for us today. I went on Bleacher Report and looked up the top 100 nicknames in sports. Uh, for the sake of time, I picked my favorite 25. There and you if go. you guys have any that you would like to add, uh, go ahead. <laughs> we'll start at. Uh, my number 25, uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson. <laughs> Some of these are so common that you for you know you forget their nicknames or mm-hmm. uh, number 24 is Matt Ryan, also known as Matty Ice. <laughs> 23 smoking Joe Frazier. <laughs> Does anyone know Anderson Silva's nickname? I do not. The Spider. The Spider. Anderson Silva, the Spider. I like that. That's representative of how he fights. My, my favorite is it, UFC Okay, so fighter. he's UFC. Is, that, is it wrong for me to ask who Anderson yeah. Silva is? If you, if, you had well, to, if you had to pay attention to any one uh, a UFC fighter, he's a champion. He's fun to watch. Okay. He was a middleweight champion for many years. He was probably the best pound for pound fighter for a while. Gotcha. Coming in at look him up on YouTube, Eric. <laughs> All right. I'll watch the film on him. Coming in at number twenty one, Hakeem, the dream, Elajimah. Mm, that's a good one. Number twenty, maybe one of my all time favorite players uh, at any sport. Dominic Hashik, the Dominator. You guys know who he is? The Dominator. Of oh, course. Yeah. I know who he is. 
Number 19, Eric, what was Randy Johnson's nickname? The big unit. Definitely one of the best pitchers to ever do it. Oh, he's God. got one of the best. He's got one of the best accidents too. I don't the know. The bird? You know what I mean, oh, yeah. but the video where he yeah. hits a seagull. Number and a bird to the stat line. <laughs> Number 18. Will the refrigerator Perry. 17. Alan Iverson, the answer. Oh yeah. Number 16, another ball player, Frank Thomas, the big hurt. Mm-hmm. 15, they just keep getting bigger. David Ortiz. Big Bob. <laughs> All these big. <laughs> you have big in it. 14, mean Joe Green. 13, Iron Mike Tyson. I just watched a bunch of his knockout oh, videos. There's so many of them. He just lay waste to people. Number 12 is Clyde the Glide Drexler. Ooh. Number 11, we heard a little bit about him on the last dance. Vinny Johnson, the microwave. He was great. I have his bobblehead in my garage. <laughs> that's a memorabilia right there. Yeah. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a keepsake. Coming in clean at number 10, Calvin Johnson, Megatron. Number 9, Deion Sanders, primetime. Number 8, Sugar Ray Robinson. These are great. 7, Pistol Pete Maravich. Number 6, I know you fellas know what Jerome Bettis' nickname was. The Bus. The Bus. Number 5, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. I'll turn this one over to my UFC guy, Storm Dodd, Chuck Blank Liddell. Iceman. Chuck Iceman Liddell. Number three is Julius Dr. J. Irving. The last two, Irvin, Magic Johnson. And number one, does anyone know who or what George Herman Ruth's nickname was? Babe. The Babe. <laughs> <laughs> The great Bambino. Speaking of him, I was reading. It's funny that you bring him up because just this week I was bored during quarantine and, and just looked like went on Google and typed in weird sports con- conspiracy theories. And there was one on there that said that Babe Ruth never existed. He was just a hoax to make the game of baseball more popular. And I was just thinking to myself, like, there's video of him. Like, he obviously pretty far exists. out there. I think I saw something like that, too. Like, I read something, like, another thing. It said, like, he was never played baseball. He was just there for show. Really? Like, they just filmed him, <laughs> he just, but he never They just played. filmed him swinging the bat, like, before he actually. Yeah. I mean, they got videos of him dinging home runs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, that clearly is not true. Was it? Is it like Paul Walker in the Fast and Furious movies? They somehow, you know. Oh, they remade him, him after he died, or whatever. They. Yeah, I don't. I I think that's a little far out there. We should do a whole episode on sports conspiracy theories. I would do. That'd be a good I would segment. Do conspiracy theories in general. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. But no, I think I don't. I can't think of any other nicknames that I um, that I would lo- that I you know that I put on that list. Storm, can you? Uh, there's a who's the Carl, mailman? Carl Malone. Carl Malone, the mailman. One honorable mention that I had was Chauncey, Mister Big go. Shot Bill, or Big Shot Bob, Robert Horry, Big Ben, Big Ben Wallace, Rip Hamilton, Miggy, Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Peyton Manning, the general. There you go. That's a good one. Who, what did they call Derek Jeter, the boss? Um, I never heard him called that, I don't think. Number two, obviously, but I don't, I don't think he had a specific nickname. He had a nickname. I know he had a nickname. <laughs> Mr. Clean. No. Colby, the Black Mamba. I never really understood that one. Uh, Brian Scalabrini was the white, the white Mamba. You guys remember him? Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> Who was White Chocolate? Oh, White Chocolate was Jason Williams. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chocolate Thunder, Daryl D- Dawkins. D. Wade. That's just kind of his name. <laughs> <laughs> what was Manny Ramirez? Did he have a nickname? He was just Manny being Manny. That was that's what I remember about Manny Ramirez. I don't I don't remember him having a specific nickname. They didn't call him number twenty four. <laughs> Here he comes, number twenty four. Manny twenty four Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've had your fun. <laughs> T Mac, Tracy McGrady, CP three, Chris Paul. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. The beer. James Jordan. Oh, gee. James Jordan. James Jordan. Russ, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> KD comes the long list. We go on all day. <laughs> KG, Kevin Garnett. We're coming to the, around the end here, and I got a little sports history for you. In 1988, the Reds manager Pete Rose is suspended for 30 days for pushing an umpire. Didn't Pete Rose get caught cheating or betting on games? Oh, there's a whole. Yeah, while well, he was a manager. Yeah, he was betting like on his team, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, he's banned from the Hall of Fame for doing that. I thought that's what your sports history was going to be about. Me too. <laughs> well, I was going to add that in. You're, sorry, you're welcome. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Pete Rose. He, he also Rose. doesn't – he leads the league in uh, most Oh, hits. he's a legend. In the whole – yeah, and uh, they won't let him he's in. He's a legend, and he won't be in the Hall of Fame because he's gambling. And then side note, the Kentucky Derby was supposed to be today. Oh, yeah. That didn't happen. I've never tuned into that one. I, I can't get into it. <laughs> Do you guys know where the Kentucky Derby is held, what the track is called? Churchill Downs. Wow, not bad. <laughs> uh, 1999 John Elway announces retirement from the NFL another legend <laughs> oh Johnny Elway and that's all I got thanks for listening to assistant coaching rate review subscribe we'll see you next week